You are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, isn't this a special day? Isn't this a special moment? Again, we we keep talking about the first, and uh, we get to do Christmas with Echo for the first time. And uh, man, I just had a moment, just like Scott did. Uh, I didn't shake at all, but um, <laughs> but yeah, what a what a thankful moment. In fact, I went back to I think some of the most amazing ushers in in the world, uh, and did a little boomerang with my Spotify with an angel. Uh, things. So check that out later. But man, I hope you're here. And uh, number one, I hope uh, you're getting to know each other. I hope we're becoming family. Uh, and you know what? Let's just have a lot of fun here. Let's just do life together. Let's go ahead and find that joy uh, that God has placed within us. Amen? Amen. Anyway, we've been in a series uh, called Artemis. And the whole idea of Artemis is this, is can we, re- can we relearn the art of putting Christ at the center? Because I think, quite honestly, uh, Christmas, this season, and and quite honestly, life can look quite a bit like the video we just watched. And we feel like we're trekking, and we're moving, and we're following something, but we're not exactly sure where we're going. And uh, man, it's so easy to lose joy during this season. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Can you say amen in kind of like a, a mean way? Like, okay, okay. Hey, let's go ahead and open up your Bibles up. I want to speak really quickly because I want to enjoy uh, the prams here at the end with a few of their awesome, awesome songs. How many of you enjoyed their gift and what they're bringing to Echo today? Isn't that awesome? So during this Artemis series, we've talked about a few different characters in the scripture, and we've talked about Uncle Frank, too. So uh, today, I thought we'd talk about the Magi. And so let's go ahead and open up and talk. What I really want to talk to you about is the destination versus the journey. Uh, and so Matthew 2, verse 9 says this. It says, after they had heard the king, the Magi went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped. It stopped over the place where the child was. That was Jesus. And when they saw this star, they were overjoyed. I know you all been on a road trip before, and I know sometimes things are just a little bit difficult uh, taking a little trip with the kids. And I I think about uh, the Magi and what they had to go through it. And I think what's significant about this scripture is that they found some joy in the front yard. And quite honestly, I I imagine that there were some interesting uh, challenges and obstacles on their way. But they were a group of people that were willing to travel extremely far for an extreme long time to get to a destination. And if you've ever been on a road trip, if all you're concerned is about the destination, I guarantee you, you're gonna have a little bit, uh, a little bit of a challenge to find joy in the midst of that journey. But what we read here, and I think it's significant, is, is before they even meet Jesus, they're in the front yard and they're overjoyed. And that's the way I think God wants us to be in this season. If we're gonna learn the art of Christmas, the art of putting Christ at the center, then I think we've got to find our joy again. 
I mean, have you, some of you, have you looked in the mirror today? Did you put any joy on those faces? I'm telling you, I stand here every week, and I just feel like you're all looking down on me. Will you at least smile? <laughs> Technically, you are looking down on me, so you guys are great. But here's the deal, man. I want to be this kind of people. I want to be a people that find joy in the front yard. I want to be people that find joy on the way. I want to have joy upon arrival. And I think when we walk into the presence of God with joy in our heart, then that's when I think we become overjoyed and overflowing into it. And it begins to bleed, not only in our work and our home, uh, but everywhere we go. And so let's talk about the Magi. I I like to kind of geek out on a few characters, and I'm going to go really quickly. And and the main thing is, I want to tell you a few things about them. Number one, we know that they traveled weeks and possibly even months to find the newborn king, Jesus They're as close as 400 miles away. But there are people who believe that these are people that potentially came from Babylon. Which when I got to thinking about Babylon and and, and the the history of the Israelites and Babylon is the, the Israelites were exiled to Babylon. And so quite possibly these Magi were people that weren't just traveling 400 miles, but they were traveling 400 years and waiting for a king to arrive to be their savior, to be their Lord. And and so they're on a road trip, and this road trip is long. Now, some people believe that they could even come from India. And and if you know any kind of the the geographic reality of the the Middle East and and that eastern part of the world, uh, man, India is no short trip. And, And I just know that it was not easy and that they traveled a really long way. Now, I believe it was no walk in the park either. In fact, I've got an image that I want to throw, on, uh, throw onto the screen. This is an image of what they would be traveling through. Now, mind you, that's a modern-day highway. If you can just imagine traveling and taking a hike on some camels or some donkeys with a caravan, a group of individuals trying to navigate this type of terrain. How many feel that that type of road trip, when you go on a road trip with your family, that's how it feels? Can I hear an amen? And the Magi had to do it by foot. They had to do it by camel or donkey. And we just knew that it was really, really difficult. In fact, this type of image reminds me of a a child, uh, a game that I played when I was a child called Oregon Trails. Anybody come on? Come on. Man, I always died of like malaria because my stupid wagon wheel fell off. Anybody relate? You know what I'm saying? Like, they were on an Oregon type of trail. It was a difficult scenario for them to to overcome. And on a more serious note, I believe if if there was YouTube back in Jesus' day, they would have filmed the Magi on the camels, and potentially it might have looked like something like this video right here of their experiencing an issue on the road. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I had to show it. If you hadn't seen it, you'll enjoy it.
Let's hear for the Magi this morning. Two things I'm gonna say before we go any further. Number one, Andy literally planned his whole sermon so he can show this video. How can I infuse Guilty, this video? guilty. Second. I, like, I gotta talk about the Magi this year. Second, our oldest daughter's in fourth grade. Do you know what fourth grade means? Recorders. And she doesn't sound like that. No, she sounds just like that. That's a horrible. Like that's rendition. horrible. She's I love okay, you, Zion. Okay. Way, but to, thank way you. to build her up. Thank you, Rochester Public Schools, for still <laughs> providing the recorder. And I am the mean mom, like go in another room on another level and close the door. Outside. And then Keza, our two-year-old, finds it. It's even better. Okay, road trips. Let's talk. How many in this room have done mega road trip with little kids? Anyone? Okay. So I grew up. We never flew. Love you, mom and dad. We always made an experience, and we would drive, you know, two, three days, go on these epic vacations. So a couple of years ago, when Annie and I were two kids, two kids in, we thought, we're bucking the system. We're not flying anymore. We're driving. We're going to make an experience. So we drive down to Florida, and we were smart on the way down. We made stops. We had housing. You know, we made it a whole process. Like, where are we eating? All the stuff. So... Two days, we took our time. Now, two weeks into vacation, we have it organized that we're gonna leave on a Friday and we're gonna head home and you know take our time. Well, Andy and I start talking because we're rested and we're like, you know, I just think we can just drive straight through. Like, we just wanna get home. Like, Extra we can do ambition. This. So we like map it out and we were staying in an Airbnb, so we have to clean the whole house, do all the laundry, like get everything ready. And we're like, okay, if we time it and we leave here, we can do Chick-fil-A in Atlanta with the kids, you know, get them on in their pajamas, let them go to sleep. They'll sleep most of the trip. It'll be great. So we also had an addiction at the time where we were listening to the podcast Serial. So we're like, this will keep us awake because we'll be afraid someone's going to jump at us on the highway. <laughs> so he's driving and he's like, I want you though, Christy, you're going to sleep now. And then when I need you, I'll wake you up. Now, I don't know if there's any front seat drivers in this room, but for me, I was like, definitely Everybody's not. Everybody's a front seat driver. I mean, front, pass, how do you say that? <laughs> Work with me. I what help is it? it? Back seat driver. Back seat driver. You were sitting in the front seat. I have two day quills yes. in me, so I just a confession. <laughs> I'm doing, doing my best. That's all that matters. No, so we're driving, and I cannot sleep because I'm like, it's getting late. It's like 1, 2, 3 in the morning. I'm like, you're not, I'm not sleeping because you're going to go off the road, and we're all like, going to get hurt, so I'm going to stay awake with you. And so we have the earbuds because the content is cereal. It's like intense if you don't know what it is. So we each have an earbud in our ear listening while driving. And because so, we want the kids to sleep. We want them to sleep and not have nightmares. They're not sleeping. They're, it's a disaster. We end up in Kentucky. Now, every hour, I keep telling Christy, like, Christy, I'm going to need you around 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. Loving You need to take a nap, and she just couldn't do it, so couldn't, continue. Couldn't. I thought I could pull an all-nighter. I used to do it every week in college. <laughs> Hashtag not anymore. Uh, so we're in Kentucky, and Kentucky's hashtag long. Hashtag front seat. Driver. <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. Hashtag Dayquil. Hashtag finding joy. Okay, finding joy. So <laughs> we're in Kentucky. Kentucky's dumb. I'm sorry if you're from there. I struggled. 
three in the morning. It's dumb. It's so dumb. So Andy's now going, we're going to kick it. That's how we were feeling. 1984, bad. he's like, we're going to pull over at a truck stop and sleep with our kids under a very, so he pulls over and I'm like, we're not going to get, we're going to get attacked. So we can't sleep in the dark. So we need to go under this huge lamp. And so now we're under the lamp. I can't and we're, sleep. We're it's both too trying bright. to sleep and we're arguing, of course. So we go and buy more coffee, more snacks. And I'm like, this is not going to work. I can't sleep. Someone's going to hurt us. I'm not going to fall asleep. We got to just keep driving. So I, he's like, you're driving. You haven't driven yet. So I start driving. And it is like, it's, there's a lot of winding, hap, winding happening. And so I'm... Winding and whining. Yes, both. So I'm literally like hitting my cheeks. Windows are down. Air conditioners now down. Now I can't sleep because... Because I'm going to die. So we get, we drive through the night. There's nowhere to stop. We're on our phone trying to find like last minute, like hotels. Is there an option for us? Like we should have planned. We are rushing it. We're like, why are we rushing? I just had this whole idea of having a full day of rest at home before getting back into the real life. I should have taken my time. So we get to Iowa in the morning. The kids are up. It's like, we're trying to find restaurants that are open. It's like five, 6 a.m. We're like, we just need breakfast. And you know the joy of the sunrise coming up and that type of trip. So Anybody pretty. been there before? I could just, we, are, we were becoming alive. I was becoming hopeful. But then all of a sudden. Zion. <laughs> Our oldest. She pulled her flute out and. Our oldest daughter gets car sick, you guys. And so she's now awake and she's like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And she's like, I'm going to throw up. I'm like, you need to wait till we find a restaurant. So we get to like a um, country kitchen. Any country kitchen fans? Mm. Toast. So happy to see it. So she's barfing in the parking lot. We go in, we order the toast, the seven up, like just trying to survive. Mm. But you guys, it was hard. And I don't, <laughs> we, if I'm confessing right now, we have not done a mega road trip like that since. No. We've learned. Road trips are hard. They're very hard. Road trips are hard. We lost our joy in Kentucky. <laughs> and like road trips, it can be like the holidays. You can lose your joy. And if I'm being real, I lose my joy in the holidays. I get overworked. I can be stressed out. You know, we fill our schedules. It's super easy just to get distracted on what the whole purpose is. And we get so stuck on just like all the things on the list or for us, like with our kids, like we just need to get home. We just need to get home that we end up missing it. And two things that I think that are obstacles with holidays is that we are hurrying, we're yeah. rushing, we're hurrying and we want more. Yeah. And so I think that like our road trip is parallel to Christmas season is God just wants us to be present and he wants us to focus on him. He wants us to look at him in regards to who he is, what he's done for us and not so hung up on the destination or where we're going yeah thank you babe thank you. we didn't argue yesterday by the way at all <laughs> here's the deal sometimes we can get so focused on the destination we lose joy we lose our joy in the moment and today i, I just sense that we need that reminder that in this holiday season if we're going to learn the art of putting christ at the center then we have to understand the two obstacles that are sitting in our way in, in the 21st century uh, first world issues is this, it's hurry and it's more. And we keep, I had this image of, 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 
of, of maybe like a, a cup full of water and we, we fill it up with water and that's, it illustrates our joy and then but we, want our, we want our water colder and so we start throwing ice chunks and the water just keeps flowing and flowing until the whole thing's chuck full of hurry and busy but we have no joy left over. And today I just sense that a lot of us, we just need a reminder that, hey man, let's find joy in the moment, moment, can I hear him? Amen. And you know what? I, I think a lot of us we're like we're we're kind of like this. Is we're the type of people in life that we like to jump to the last chapter and the last few pages, and we're so worried about the destination and what the outcome is going to be that we don't embrace and and enjoy the seasons of each chapter of our life. And I know some of you are sitting in here right now, and you're thinking, "Man, I wish I was married." I wish I had that raise. I, I wish I had more vacation time. I wish I had more notoriety. I wish I had one more child. And I just want to tell you this is find joy in this chapter. Find joy in this chapter. Now, let me just close with this one idea. Uh, I, I like kind of geeking out with some of the words. And, and that scripture at the end of the verse that we just read where it says, when they saw the star, the star that had stopped, they were overjoyed. In fact, uh, in that version, actually, there's a few other words that are connected within that. And they said, another translation says it like this, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. That word rejoice actually is translated in another part of scripture with this idea of greeting. And so you can almost read it like they greeted with great joy. I don't think they greeted with great joy because of, of, <clears throat> of just getting to the destination, but because they were carrying a joy and a hope along the way. But let me tell you this, there is another group of really wise men that came to Jesus in his front yard, but they came in with a different attitude. They came in with a different idea, and the scripture reads something like this in Matthew 26, verse 49. It says, going at once to Jesus, Judas said, rejoice, rabbi. He said, greetings, rabbi, and he kissed him. And Judas, this individual, came and instead of giving a gift, he wanted to guide Jesus. He wanted to tell and lead Jesus into what he thought Jesus should be. And I think sometimes in the Christmas season, it's a lot easier to, to, to put Jesus into the center of how we want him to be and what we want him to do for us. What I know about Judas is this, is, or let me say in my opinion what I think about Judas. Judas, man, he had great intentions. I really believe that. I believe Judas wanted Jesus as king. And I, this is my opinion with my, my study and some of the things I've, I've, I've kind of looked into scripturally. I think he thought that, that because of this action, this betrayal, it would force Jesus to take his kingship now. Like, I, I don't think he, he honestly thought that Jesus was going to be hung up on a cross, because I'll tell you why. Because he knew who Jesus was, and he knew what Jesus was capable of. So he comes to Jesus in the front yard. Figuratively speaking, Jesus is this really big tree, you know? 
And he's like, man, I, I want, you know, like, will you just come where I want to put you when you should never be in that place? And what we see is this tragic reality of a man who doesn't have joy, but only regret. On the flip side, the Magi, verse 11, chapter two of Matthew says, and coming into the house, they saw a child with his mother Mary, and he bowed down and worshiped him. They bowed down and worshiped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh and maybe CBD. Some of you, that's a total joke, okay? <laughs> Find some joy, come on. Man, on the flip side, the Magi came with joy. And I think that joy came with a posture of surrender and adoration and open hands. So if you're gonna find joy this season, I believe it starts with a surrender. Surrendering on who you want Jesus to be and allowing Jesus to be who he is and what he wants to be in your life. I wanna remind you today to find joy, to find joy on the road, to find joy on the way, to find joy in the moment, to find joy in the simple things, find joy in your family. That's why we invited the Prams to come here today because you bring such a beautiful gift to this world. And we just wanna say thank you. Church, can we say thanks to the Prams? What a gift. Music is such a beautiful gift. I know it's not an easy road. In fact, you probably feel like the Magi from time to time, the ups and downs of an industry that is not easy, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And we want to th say thanks for being here today. In response, I believe that there's some people in here you came today to echo because you didn't know this, but you're going to come here to be rejoyed. Just like you go to the gas station, you're refilled. You're here to rejoy so that you might go into the season, you might go into your family's home, you might go into places where you're celebrating Christmas and that you can be rejoiceful, if that's even a word. <laughs> Hashtag front seat driver. <laughs> Will we all stand up? We're gonna take a moment and every week we, we feel like it's our calling to pray a prayer of surrender with those people who've never prayed that type of prayer before to God. And today we wanna to invite some of you that came in here, man, you're, you're not joyful. In fact, your life feels less than, you might feel like you're far from God and today we wanna to invite you to follow Jesus with us. I love this prayer. I want to join. We don't have it all figured out, but we're committed to follow. Church, would we pray with those who've never prayed this before? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again for all of us in mind. And I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. So what we're gonna do is there might be one and there might be five, there might be 10 people in here that just said that for the first time. Let's celebrate those people, come on.
Thank you so much for listening to the Echo Church podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take just a second to share it with a friend or family member who might need to hear this word today. And if you're feeling alone, lost, have a question, or want help with anything, please reach out to us. We are the echo.church slash contact. We would love to help you no matter who you are or where you're at. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to learn more, make sure to head over to that website, wearetheecho.church, to get all the details and upcoming services and events.